So with regards to uh, gang stalking, I had this roommate, I think I told you a little about in some other stories, but um, he poured stink on my clothes one day. It was like a sulfuric um, liquid or oil. You could buy it at the prank shops or whatever, but this stuff was in my clothes and it smelled like butt. It didn't smell good, trust me. And that smelled like rotten eggs or something. And I knew something was wrong. Well, I kind of ignored it and I went on to work. And then this girl at work said, somebody smells like butt. Of course, she used the other word. I'm trying to be nice. Uh, and uh, so she says that and I knew immediately that my that I was right. I was like, is that just me? Because at first I was like, is that just me or is that my clothes? Why would they smell like that? And so I kind of brushed it off. But then I, yeah, when she said that, I knew. And I walked out. And I walked straight back to my apartment. And I started washing my clothes in the bathtub with detergent. Because I didn't want stinking clothes. So I start washing them. And he comes in and says, what are you doing? And I said, well, what do you mean? What am I doing? Washing my clothes. He said, in the sink like, I mean, in the bathtub like that? What a redneck or something like that. He's trying to dog me out for washing my clothes. So, and his clothes hadn't been washed at all. And he, he, I said, what about your clothes? And he insisted he would just have to wait until he had money to wash them in a washing machine. I'm like, no, I'm washing mine right now in the bathtub, buddy. I'm not going to walk around stanking. So anyway, he, uh, I started realizing he didn't want me there for whatever reason. He just flipped on me, I guess. But uh, whatever reason he had, he had. And uh, I ended up leaving. But that was one of the guys, one of the ones in on the little games that were all new to me until I got there to uh, Everett, Washington. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so um, some more things, I guess. Uh, like one time I was looking out my window. And there was someone laying next to my vehicle with pavement colored clothing. Like it was designed to look like the pavement. And I saw them. I'm like, what are they doing? And I just looked at them for a minute and they just stayed there. And so anyway, I just kind of dismissed it because I dismissed that crap after a, after so much goes on for so long. You just got to learn how to dismiss it. Um, and, uh, so, um, this other time I, I came outside to smoke a cigarette out of my apartment and it was a really foggy day and there's, a uh, either a man or a woman, I don't know, like a man's legs and pants and boots. I could see in a yard where the fog was dense, extremely dense fog, but I could see two legs standing there spread apart in a stance like it was holding something on top of his shoulder. He or she was holding something on their shoulder, but you couldn't see their body from the, from their waist up. I could see was the front of the pant legs and the shoes in this deep, thick fog. So pretty much eventually they just backed off and disappeared from the fog. But I assumed it must be somebody holding a camera. What else would you be holding over your shoulders, standing there with your legs spread in the fog, facing me, probably 
not even a half a block away, really close, close enough that I could see it was legs. So yeah, yeah, a lot of weird, weird people. I've come across a lot of weird people. Um, it's crazy. You know, at one point I thought perhaps it's somebody trying to be genius and they try to, I guess they're a drug intervention, alcohol intervention group. And I could see where you would try and get someone off crack cocaine by giving them speed, by giving them methamphetamine. I could see where you could do that. And then once they were on the methamphetamine, you could play games with them and then make them maybe not enjoy what they're doing and get them off of it. Because if you could get somebody using crack to use meth, they probably wouldn't go back to chasing crack. I don't know why you would want to smoke crack because crack is the only thing on earth that made me scared of anything. Yeah. It's the only thing on earth that made me fear that something was going to happen that wasn't necessarily going to happen. Um, yeah, that frontal lobe was working, <laughs> but that stuff's no good. Anyway, um, I ended up switching over to amphetamine meth and I got off the crack. And it seemed like it was intentional. So I don't know if it's an intervention group using this as a tactic. I don't know, but I was stalked for a lot of years and I'm probably still being watched, which I could care less. So be it, you know? People get watched all the time. This is the United States. People watch people all the time. Just don't watch me in my own home. That brings me to times where I've used the phone and talked to someone and I talked to someone 3,000 miles away, get off the phone, go outside and talk to another person about the exact same thing because they bring it up in conversation. I mean, the coincidence, there's too many coincidences. There's just far too many coincidences for this to be nothing, you know. Um, anyway, I think that whoever this part, these people were or whatever they're doing is pretty harsh. Um, when I would use drugs, it's like they would tear up parts of my car or tear up parts of where I lived. It was like, what is it? What is this intervention or just haters or what is this? But anyway, I got a lot more stories than that, uh, in regards to this whole gang stalking thing. And I can pretty much prove that I was gang stalked. Um, I can prove, uh, certain people were involved. Um, I've got a lot of documentation videos, pictures, all sorts of stuff. And it's, it's safe. So anyway, um, I'll give you some more stories on that another time. Have a great evening. Happy holidays.